0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: There's a
0: Greetings, brothers, sisters, what's going on? It's your girl, it's your sister, and Aphrodite Stone, the starseed healer, the student, and the teacher, and it's all about Africa tonight. It's all about looking into some of the African deities. We're going to we're gonna spend the next few weeks, actually, um, because I want to give you guys, and and this is where I say go ahead and grab a pen and paper. Um, I want to thank anybody that has joined on the line. I'm going to go ahead and open up the chat room as well um just you know so if you want to kind of communicate with me because this is more of a teaching show if you want to kind of communicate with me communicate with me through the chat um i want you guys to go ahead and grab your 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 notebook pad or your notebook and your pen or your instruments whatever that that you'd like to use to go ahead and get some information because tonight i'm going to give you some basic information um and over the next couple of weeks we're going to break down each of the individual orisha or African deities that come out of West Africa, out of the Yoruba culture, uh, the religion is called Ifa, and this is uh, spelled I F is in Frank A Ifa. So I'm going to get off into a little bit uh, of that uh, with you all tonight. And again, over the next few weeks, we're going to break down all of them. Tonight, we're going to start with one of the most important, if not the most important, next to a batala who actually forges human beings, um, uh, as Yoruba culture would have it, is Eshu, Eshu Elegbara. Okay, Um, he is called uh, Ilegwa in the Santeria culture. And it is noteworthy to, to, to say here that Santeria and ifa are very different greetings Carolina. um Santeria and ifa are extremely they they're, they're extremely similar in their composition but they are different um Santeria, uh is a combination of uh the yoruba tradition mixed with some of the uh, saints of Catholicism. Okay, and this is because your Afro-Cubans, your uh, your Afro-Brazilians, uh, uh, um, uh, all of these different uh, Afro-Dominicans, a lot of these different cultures, okay, had to disguise when Africa. When slaves were not only brought to the United States of America, they were dropped off in the Caribbean and in South America, so many different places. And the peoples needed to hide and conceal their traditions, so they they would pair African deities with saints in the uh, Christian. And you will find that a lot of people that practice African spirituality will still align themselves with uh, uh, Christianity as well as Islam. You will be very very surprised at that, and it, and it, and you must you must. Uh, see the significance in that because Africa was invaded on one side by the Arabs or those in the Middle East who practice Islam or Al-Islam. And then you had the Christians who came from Europe and they were invading and coming in with their Bible and leaving with all of our African secrets. And and now they call it New Age, (laughs) but you were taught to despise your culture you were taught to uh uh yes everybody get your pens get your papers you're going to have to take some take some notes that's right absolutely um you know you've been taught to despise your culture because um it you've been taught that it's evil it's dark it's wicked it's 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 black magic and it's anything other than wicked it's anything other than evil you understand what i'm saying. So, before we go any further, let's go ahead and give our love, our energy, our our honor and everything that we have. Let's just take a moment to take a deep breath. Release everything that you've been holding on to throughout your work day. If you're at work, you know, just relax for this moment and just give honor. Just be mindful of, of the blood flowing through your veins, of your cells communicating with each other, and the ability that you have to hear this broadcast at this time. We want to give thanks to the Creator, to the Great I Am, to the Absolute. To the source, Olodumare is what he, it, she is called in Yoruba culture. Olodumare. Go ahead and write that down. Olodumare is um, the creator god. Olodumare is spelled O L O D U M as in Mary, A R E. Olodumare is the main creative force for the Yoruba much like you know how you all will consider god so that's that's who olodumare or what olodumare is okay um big up and thank you to all of the new subscribers thank you guys so much for checking me out for those of you that will be checking out this podcast on youtube thank you so much for clicking that button and becoming a part of the starseed healer family our starseed home is www.thestarseedhealer.com. and it's not it's not crazy that I call myself the starseed healer and, and, and I, do, I do intuitive readings and astrology and all of these things and also am very heavily into African spirituality because it's one thing that the African peoples know if you know anything about the Dogon peoples, the Dogon tribe. Right, these are the ancient astronomers, you know that 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 knew about the Sirius B star system before any Western astronomer had ever seen it with their telescopes. These people knew. You understand what I'm saying? And I also would like to make it noteworthy here. You understand uh, 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 the Yoruba culture, Nigeria, and West Africa's immediate connection to Kemet in ancient Kemet, which everybody wants to take Kemet. You got all of the Ankh and I and I'm an Ankh and I brother and sister too, you know, I have my I have my connections with Egypt as well as I have with West Africa. But that's because you how can you separate Africa? It was only the oppressor, only the invaders that decided and sure, sure, Africa was separated in its 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 cultures, its tribes. There was tribal war and all of that before any invaders ever came in with their religions and different things like that, but it was, everything was more cultural, you understand, everything was more cultural, but you must remember that when Kemet, and I'm not talking about Egypt, I'm not talking about the Egypt of today, okay, Uh, uh, greetings, 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 uh, divineros, uh, divineros, Um, you must admit that when Egypt, excuse me, Kemet was invaded uh that we were ran out of there, okay, and ran into West Africa. That's what you need to understand. Okay? Because before Egypt was Egypt, Egypt was Kemet and the Nubians migrated, you know, to that area what is known as present day Egypt. But before there were the light-skinned, you know, Arabic, you know, uh, Islamic faith, you know, Arabic-speaking peoples that occupy Egypt now, the people with the fair skin and and the hair and everything that they have, that place was completely occupied by Nubians, dark-skinned, melanated, pure-blooded Nubians. And when the invasion happened, they were pushed and forced into West Africa. So obviously they took their training. Of their of their teachings, their knowledge, their wisdom, you know, everything went into West Africa now. Now you're talking about generations and generations and generations and generations where you've had those people that came and, and mingled, you know, with the West Africans that were already there and a lot of those traditions being passed down. And remember when it comes to especially Nigeria and the Yoruba culture, okay, there's not so much that's been uh, written. There's not a lot of written tradition. Everything is passed down orally or through initiation, okay? Now, I want to talk with you all a little bit about um, before we start talking about S U and this is very important that that we understand S U can be spelled E S U. Okay, E is an egg, S is in Sam U or E is an egg, S is in Sam H U, S U And there is a difference between S U and uh Legba. Okay. Legba okay, or as he is called by uh voodoo practitioners, Papa Legba is a voodoo, he is of the voodoo pantheon, the Haitian voodoo pantheon, and he is normally characterized, I would say primarily, if you if you all saw uh, American Horror Story, the one uh, about New Orleans voodoo and stuff, when Angela Bassett had played uh, Marie Laveau, I did check that out, I'm not going to lie, because I wanted to see how she was going to play the voodoo queen. Um I kind of don't like the way that they portrayed Legba as a coke-sniffing baby killer, but, you know, it it, it is what it is, you know. But Eshu and Legba are not the same. Legba is strictly uh, out of the the voodoo pantheon, the Haitian voodoo pantheon. And again, voodoo, okay, although it come out of West Africa, the Dahomey and all of that, a lot of, you got to understand we're talking about a difference between the Dahomey culture and Ifa. Okay, there there is a difference, you know, just as vast as the, the land had different languages, they had different cultures, spiritual concepts, even some of the same deities and, and spiritual energies went by different names in, in, in areas that, that were right next to each other, that you could put your toe across the sand over here and be over here, and they call it a completely different, by a different name. That's how vast you know, Africa is. I wish we could come up with another name for Africa but because the name Africa came from a white man, Africanus, but you know, I guess one one of these days we'll work on that. We need to find out what, what the what the what the motherland's uh original name was and if any of you know that, you know, um hit me up. Um so I wanna talk to you a little bit about um kind of the Yoruba culture. Before we go too deep into to Eshu, we will be talking about again over through through the course of these few weeks. We're going to be talking about all of them. Oya Ogun, Yemaya, Oshun, everybody. But I first want you to get a basic understanding of the culture. Okay, and what it is that you're, you know, for those of you that are interested in the Orisha, you say, oh, well, I always wanted to know about the African, you know, deities. Well, how are you going to try to worship, praise, or connect with, with, with a particular pantheon of deities and you know nothing about the land, you know nothing about the people, you know nothing about the culture? See, before you can try to make a physical trip to Africa you need to have an african state of mind you need to you need to connect spiritually mentally emotionally to the culture so yoruba culture is basically out of nigeria you know you guys know that um there's man, there's there's, there's a lot millions maybe over 20 million yoruba Uh yoruba is a culture you know and it's also a, a place a area uh, and a language um but it's out of uh you got the parts uh, in nigeria uh, benin Togo. Uh, this this podcast I'm actually gonna live locate this podcast to two people. One of them is a sister who um I'm no longer in contact with, but her, her harsh scorpion energy. She's a sister, Nigerian sister, and uh, her harsh scorpion energy kind of forced me and pushed me into, you know, learning all I could about West Africa, this 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 just even the the most intricate, not just the surface stuff and then through and by her connection I got hooked up with my Baba, who you know, I have a very, very strong affection and love for, and he's in Benin City, Nigeria, and uh, very close to my heart. Um, so this podcast is live located to the two of them. All right, now you 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 must understand so we got Benin, we got Togo, and 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 there's about 25 separate communities, maybe more in um, the yoruba you know that that deal with the the whole yoruba lifestyle you can yoruba is is very characteristic when you even when you look at nigeria which the capital of nigeria is lagos lagos um, now the yoruba have lived in that area since prehistoric times v- very 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 long 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 ago you had this particular ethnic group of people living In Nigeria, in West Africa, prehistoric times, they said. And when I did my DNA test through Family Tree DNA, there's a couple of different ones you could use. We went back 26 generations. And I was from that area, which kind of made sense over 20 years ago when I was first attracted to the Orishas, and I was told, oh, that's the devil, that's witchcraft, and, oh, you know, all this and that. And I'm like, okay, and now, 20-some years after the fact, I'm like, okay, well, this is why. This is my DNA. I can't help it. If it's that evil, why would my, my, my DNA be calling me to reconnect with it, Okay. Um, There was a lot of civil wars, slave trade. Remember, like I told you, that we were pushed and forced out of Kemet and whatnot and pushed into the different West African regions and whatnot. You understand? And and a lot of those people were sold into slavery. So this is why you've got a lot of people in in the diaspora um, who are, you know, very much into African spirituality. You find a lot of Americans, and you have people that have no – you know, spiritual evolution or spiritual class about themselves who will say, oh, why are they trying to be African? Why are they we're trying to look like they're African and speak African languages, and they don't want to go to church no more? That's the unevolved mind that would speak like that, you understand, because some of you right here in the United States, in America, are descendants of the Yoruba peoples. Some of you that can't shake this feeling of why it is those African deities are calling you or why it is you have a particular energy on you. And then when you read about a particular African deity or African spirit, you say, aha, that sounds like me. I'm not saying all of you. Some of you have spiritual, emotional, and DNA ties to other places. I'm just saying that there are plenty of people all over the all over the world because Yoruba is, is vast. Ifa? The religious, uh, religion part of it, Ifa, is vast. So here we start getting into the lesson. Now, the, the pantheon of deities is called Orisha. Orisha. Orisha is spelled a couple of different ways. Orisha is spelled O-R-I-S as in Sam, H-A, or you can leave out the H, and it's Orisa, but it's still pronounced Orisha. Okay. Um, it's over... Man, it's so many. It's a few hundred, maybe seven, eight, hundred, maybe more different Yoruba gods. You can't, you can't break them down. You can't break them all down. You understand what I'm saying? Um, when babies are born, a lot of times in the Yoruba culture, okay, um, there, there, there are uh, a particular deity is honored. You know um, that that child has been born and 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 assigned to or adopted, you know, by them. By that particular uh, deity um, You know once again As we talk about the colonial Influence you know uh, Christianity became the major Religion religion for Much of Africa mo- Much of the um, uh, New world You understand what I'm saying The developed world you know uh, They just came in and just like I said Just, just took your language You know uh, took your Spiritual system and and, and called it evil and called it wicked and said, why are these people sacrificing animals and why are these people dancing around butt ass naked and why are they, you know, gyrating and moving around like they're having sex with the air and, you know, this looks savage, it looks beastly. But then they come over here and the motherfucking Illuminatis, as y'all call them, you know, they do the blood sacrifice and everything and all that. Come on now. Even Alistair Crowley or whatever, whatever his name is, you know what I'm saying? He, this this man who is revered as being this whoever he is. Y'all do the research on him. You've heard of him before, but he look look at where he get his information from. He get it out of some of the great texts of Egypt, the different papyruses. You know, the Emerald Tablets, Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, all the different type of stuff that come over there. These, these people know what to do. They go over there. They get it. They conceal the information from you, and then they, and then they psychologically traumatize you by telling you to praise uh, the blue-eyed, blonde-haired man up there and say, This is your God. Praise him. He's going to make everything better. Jesus, he will fix it. Right? This is what you've been told. But yet and still, you have Caucasians, Europeans, all different type of races of people all over the world that fly where? Into Africa. To do what? To become initiated into African spirituality. Hmm? Ooh, don't get me started. Because I don't already, I don't know already, you know, you can't, you can't, you gotta, I'm gonna talk about some things that you can give Eshu, but you know, me and him already been in communication. Okay, um again, you know you gotta understand something. we gotta break free from that particular paradigm. you understand that is only telling us you know um evil and bad and wicked things uh about about um you know our culture about this now, one of the most important things to understand as as I was saying the the particular pantheon of deities uh is called Orisha. Now Orisha in their basic essence, if you guys want to write this down, are just energy. Okay, they're energy. They are 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 earthly or elemental personifications of the creative force. In other words, all of them kinda of come from a Mare's energy. Obatala formed the human being. Now Shango was one who was actually a mortal king. Okay, at one time. But when we start talking about Shango we'll 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 talk about this is we'll talk about that later. This is Eshu's night. But the Orisha, which is again the pantheon of deities, are they represent the different aspects of nature. For example, you remember Oshun, I just did the Beyonce reading about that and was explaining to you all how the yellow dress and the water coming through she was channeling the energy of the deity, uh, the goddess Oshun. Okay, because Oshun represents the rivers, uh, uh, sensuality, love, money, conception, fertility, you know, uh, all of that different things. Shango, on the other hand, represents thunder and lightning. He's also been known to be the god of fire. Uh, Strategy, he's a very diplomatic warrior. Where his brother Ogun is is fearless, fierce. You chop your fucking head off and 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 look at it while you're rolling and lick your blood off the ground while your head is rolling down the hill. Yes, that's who that's who my my father's family um, worshipped a few a few different paths of Ogun. That's probably why I've been so aggressive all my life. And my mother was aggressive, and my mother was an Aries, and Aries anybody born under the sign of Aries is Ogun. Anyway. Anybody born under the sun of Virgo is issue, so if you're a virgo uh you you uh, under 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 the star system and remember we cannot we cannot leave uh the the Europa and the Nigerian people out of that whole astrology thing and everything because remember Africa all over Africa had vast knowledge of the stars and the star systems and different things like that. See, Ifa is very, is a very cosmic. Ifa existed long before the earth. Ifa existed long before time. Ifa is the method of divination. When you hear me speak of Ifa, Ifa um has also been called Orunmila, you know. Um Ifa is the is the religious concept or tradition, but if, uh, Ifa is also a, a system of divination. Okay? that that the Babaluels will perform in Africa. Okay. You have Yemeya who is of the water. She's the deep ocean and, and, and her her male personification is Olokun, Okay. Uh, Oya, you you've got you guys saw me do the Oya uh, uh dance, you know, Oya she's the, 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 the goddess of the tornadoes, winds, change of fortune. In other words she can she can tear your world upside down. She's a female warrior, period. Okay, she's like the the female Ogun, you know, what Ogun, he's the forger of metal, you know, and again, he's very fierce, and he's all about honor and integrity. You better put some respect on his name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ain't that what that man did? Ain't that what? Ain't that what? Uh, what's his name? I ain't calling his grown ass that. Uh, Birdman. Didn't Birdman go up in there and threatening people at the radio station? Say, put some respect on his name. Well, you better put some respect on Ogun's name, okay? <laughs> now. Obatala once again, he's Obatala's the head. He's like the father of all of them, you know. He's 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 the creator of 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 all of them. He's all about that justice. He's all about that uh, clarity. He's the deity of the white cloth and different things like that, you know. And all of them are parts of one universal body. You understand what I'm saying? And just like we all are. That's why we can connect with these deities. You know. Um it 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 it's Okay, let's 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 go ahead and start talking a little bit about Eshu. Now, Eshu again, not to be confused with Legba of the Haitian Voodoo pantheon. Eshu is very important. No ritual, no sacrifice, no request of any kind can go can go forward without Eshu. You understand what I'm saying? Why? Because he's the gatekeeper. He's the messenger. He's a spiritual force. He, he represents the owner of the crosswords. He, crossroads. He's been called a trickster, but he is the divine messenger. He carries the staff of God. For example, in your, what is that, your Greek, your 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 uh, 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 Zeus and all them. That's Greek, right? He would be Hermes, the one with the, the wings on his shoe, okay? A lot of early Christians unfortunately had got him confused with the devil because of his trickster nature. You understand what I'm saying to you? Uh Eshu is a teacher and, and that's what they that's what they think that you'll you'll probably try to do uh, research on Eshu and you'll you'll come across articles that say, Oh, he's the devil no he's not. He's not the devil. What what is a devil? And and, and African spirituality doesn't even acknowledge the concept of, of a devil. You know, it's all about human intent, you know, the energies that are are present in the earth at all times. You know, so African spirituality does not acknowledge a devil. So Eshu is not the devil. Eshu uh, Elegbara, okay, Uh, is not the devil. Um, He is the force that causes things to happen. He activates that, you know. He rules through uh, Ajogun, Ajogun. The good Ajagun control wealth, children, wives, husbands, success, love, things like that. Evil Ajagun control death, illness, loss, mental. So he can go either way with it. Okay. They say he's a trickster. Actually, he comes to stir things up to get you to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. I remember one time I was going to to the crossroads to uh, leave an offering for him. And and his offerings, a couple of things he likes, coconut, coconut water. Uh, cigars Cigarette smoke Not cigarette smoke But cigar smoke Precisely So you got to light it You can't just put the damn dry cigar there You got to light it You got to blow the puff of smoke If you see a lot of um, You know uh, uh Rituals, you know, that are done. Some of these people are actually bold enough to actually put their rituals on YouTube, but you will see uh, people smoking with the cigar and blowing that, you know. They're paying homage to Su. Sometimes they use the cigar for cleansing and clearing too, but we'll talk about that another time. But those are his offerings and candy. He likes candy, hard candy. So uh, this one particular time, you know, because you'll find some places to say he like rum, you know, or some sort of, you know, liquor. something. don't do that. <laughs> the the sister that I was telling you guys about, she said, uh uh-uh. uh. She said, are you mad? She said, do not leave him any liquor because you will make him crazy. He will go mad. He already he already wow, You understand what I'm saying? And so, but he's he's a he's a teacher. He will cause you to look at yourself. You know, like I said, he's been known as. A disguise artist, or someone who makes mischief, a rebel, a challenger. But he is—he's a shapeshifter, though. That's why he can go back and forth. Where, for example, Legba was a, a, a grown uh, a gatekeeper of the Voodoo pantheon. Eshu is said to go back and forth, or he's—he's he's more so associated with a childlike nature. But actually, I believe he can shapeshift and go back and forth. He's a shapeshifter. You understand what I'm saying? He would have to be because he's the messenger. He takes the messages from humans to the other Orisha and from the other Orisha to the great god Olodumare and, you know, all of that. That's his job. That's his job. But he's also the keeper of Ashe. Hmm? That's another very important aspect of Eshu that, that goes ignored. See, Ashe represents two major things power and speech. Energy. When we say Ashe, you know, we're talking about that that, that energy, that power. So Ashe, okay, represents which is spelled A S E with an accent, or some people spell it A S H. There, there are different ways. I'm not really concerned about the spelling. If you want to get off into the proper ways of doing that, feel free. Okay, but he is the keeper of Ashe. Okay, they, they, they. It's, it's a balance okay, um, you you have to, He's he's been known, just check him out, again, write these down, he's the divine messenger between God and man, he sits at the crossroad, this is where you will make offers offerings to him, he offers you choices and possibilities, like I said, he causes you to check yourself before you wreck yourself, he's the gatekeeper, he's the guardian of the door, he safeguards free will, in other words, Say, for example, you try to put some shit on me. You think you're going to try to come at me with your negative hoodoo, whatever you – I wouldn't if I were you, but say you tried. Eshoo, um, especially for those that are his children and those that, you know, respect and honor him, um, he will give it to whoever trying to give it to you. He will give it to them ten thousand fold. He safe he safeguards the principle of free will. If if it is not your free will to be manipulated, to be used, to be, you know, he makes sure that he shakes things up a little bit. He is the keeper of our Shay. I'm telling you, he's 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 definitely that balance. Um, they say that he can he can he can tempt you. He is a tempter. Okay, he will cause you to make a fool of yourself at times. You know, his childish he's very mischievous, but he also represents balance. He has a voracious appetite, too. Don't play no games with him, okay? Now, this is funny. It, they say that Eshu, it's a it's a kind of a joke that goes around and says that Eshu always running around with, with a hard wood, with a hard penis. They say he's always ready for whatever, you know. Um, he's the patron of the underworld, again, being the gatekeeper, the messenger, Okay, and he must always get this. This is the part that you guys really need to understand. And I'm gonna I'm break down some uh, attributes for those of you that might think that SU, you know, you might be children of SU. Okay, SU, when you are doing a libation or doing an offering to any other orisha for anything, remember how I said earlier on about SU that you cannot perform any ritual or anything without first offering something to SU. Okay, he must be appeased first, cause he's the messenger. So you can sit there and think you hollering at Oshun. Oshun, I want some love. Or you can be hollering at Shango. Shango, I need you to hurt somebody. Ogun, I need you to cut somebody's head off, or make them get in a car accident, or show me some justice. And you ain't you ain't gave Esu nothing. Well, nothing from nothing leaves what? There you go. Now. If you are a child of Eshu, now this is just, now here's a couple of books before I go off into that. There's a couple of books if you guys want to write down, at least the books that I have. I have a book called Ifa Devination by William Bascom. And he is a Caucasian man, but he went into uh, the Yoruba tradition. I told you, I told you, I asked my Baba one time, like, why why do we sell our secrets to, you know, people, um, you know, other than, ourselves you know and my baba he laughed at me you know he said you think we tell it all you know so um it's 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 just funny about that but this man William Bascom he went into Africa he spent many years and he pretty much immersed himself in the culture you know uh and everything like that you know so um that's that's how he got that but Ephi divination i f a Ephi, and it's called communication between gods and man in west africa okay um another book is called the way of the orisha the way of the orisha and that's by philip nemark you spell his last name n is in nancy e i m is in mary a r k nemark philip nemark okay and in philip nemark's book page 72 He goes on to outline here, if you are a child of SU, these are things that you will generally enjoy. So you can write this down. If this sounds like you, then, hey, shout it out loud. Be proud. Um, Sex. Children of SU like sex. They have a voracious sex appetite. They like having fun. They like large groups of people and are um, are pretty social. They love to travel. They love good food. They love wine or liquor. They love cigarettes or cigars. They love dancing. They love brightly colored clothes and costumes, Um, many friendships within their own gender, communicating, and love the movies and theater. Okay. Eshoo loves to be entertained. Remember, once again, he has like a childlike nature. Okay. Um, As a child of Eshoo, you will have a highly developed sense of what's right and wrong, humor, practical jokes, getting even with other people, sensuality. Again, I told you they said he always run around with his wood hard sticking out ready. Um, These are the ways that you will have trouble if you are a child of SU, functioning in a confined environment. Uh, if you have an Eshu statue like the ones that I showed you in some of my African spirituality videos, I had the Eshu statue, the Ogun, the Shango, the Yemaya, everybody. Um, Eshu does not like to be boxed in or indoors. You have to leave him outside. He needs to be by a doorway outside because he needs to be free to roam because he got work to do. So those of you that have statues or want to think about getting statues and everything like that, just remember you can't, you know, the energy is not yours to contain. You know, you can, you know, those statues are good for honoring, but I had those statues and spirit told me that those those energies are not mine to, uh, to, to command or contain, that when I need them, I appease them, and they appease me. It's a give-and-take relationship. Understand, when you are working with any Orisha, it's a give-and-take relationship. It's the same thing with those of you that are coming out of Christianity or those of you that are coming out of religion. You just never was taught like that. You know, it's a give and take relationship in spirituality. They say, Oh, just ask God for what you want, Jesus on the main line and all that. You gotta give something. In Christianity they say, Well, oh, Jesus just wants your heart. Well, you gotta give your heart, you gotta give something. You know? So any sacrifice that you make and all sacrifice, uh, when dealing with African spirituality is not blood sacrifice, it's not animals being killed. We will talk about sacrifice and different things at a later time. Okay, when we start, you know, I'm going I'm to break down some things. You know, with each orisha that we go into, I'm going to break down, you know, the ancestral worship. I'm going to break down the, the sacrifice. I'm going to break all that down for you guys. Okay, but any offering that you give, sometimes you may not have access to a goat or a chicken or even some hot peppers. You know, you really want to get S.U. started. You know, put some 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 something with some hot peppers or something on it. I give Ogun hot peppers and pounded yam and bloody raw meat, shit like that. Um. Okay, so the thing about it, you could give any, You, I won't say you can give anything. Each each even S.U. he has the things that he likes. Okay, now. If you're a child of SU, you will also have a problem with being on time. You're always late every day and where. What's your problem? Don't you wear a watch? Don't you have a cell phone that have the time? Um, if you're a child of SU, you won't be able to stick to a diet. You won't be able to quit smoking because he loves smoking or drinking because he liked that too. You don't like to stick to a formal exercise program and you get bored easily. You don't like being bored. Eshu has to keep, he's a busy body. That's why I say you cannot have a statue of Eshu and just have it sitting up on the mantle somewhere thinking he's chilling. He will wreak havoc in your life. Put that brother outside. Okay. Um, like I said, he's very misunderstood. He's very, very misunderstood. Okay. But he is one of the most powerful. Okay. Um he can be kind and generous to those that honor and respect him or he can unleash all type of evil and hell on you if he wants to. That's the that's the power that Eshu holds in his hand. He holds the balance in his hand as well. You know, he there are some attributes of Mayat. Again, they are very strong and deep connections to Kemet or ancient Egypt and Ifa. Ephi is universal. Once again, I'll keep reiterating that Ephi is universal. Okay. Um, he has a dual purpose. That's the thing about him. Just remember that he is a dualistic energy. Okay. Um and you must sacrifice to him. Don't ask him for nothing and you're not trying to give him nothing. Again, candy, cigars, the cigar smoke, you got to puff it. You don't have to inhale it, you know. And uh, you know, maybe some coconut the coconut water, the coconut inside of the coconut. You got to crack it open. And you got to you gotta break bread with the deities. That's another thing, you know. You can't just, you might not be a person like to partake, you know, with alcohol and different things like that. Well, guess what? Um, that's fine, but you need to find another offering that you can partake in because the, the deities will look at you like, oh, you think you're too good? I don't drink. I'm not a drinker, but if I have to, Pour a libation, or or if I have to, you know, uh, you know, work with the the spirits in any type of way, I'll I'll pour out a shot onto the ground and I'll throw a shot back, cause it shows we can. Oh, one are we? You know, it's the connection. You know, so that might be you might eat some of the the pounded yam. Hopefully you're not around to eat no bloody raw meat, as you don't get uh, bloody raw meat anyway, but. Nothing can go forward without Eshu. That's the bottom line. He comes first in everything, and all ceremonies, and he's got to receive a part of anybody's offering. Even if you're doing an offering for Yemoja, Yemaya, or if you're doing an offering to Obatala, or whatever, you know, or Ifa, whatever, you have to, you have to make sure you break Eshu off a little something. Okay, um... Like I said, getting back to this whole thing about them trying to convince he's the devil, the missionaries that went into Africa actually confused Eshu's ability to, you know, trick and punish the people who do not sacrifice you know, and, and do the things. And sacrifice could be of your heart, your time, just giving. You know, you have to, In any type of spiritual worship has to come from your heart. It has to come from your core. You cannot just go about doing the rituals and you're not spiritually and emotionally connected to what it is that you're doing. That's say, oh, I tried African spirituality, Sister Stone. It didn't work out for me. It didn't work out for you because your heart wasn't in it. Your soul wasn't in it. Your spirit was not connected to it. You understand what I'm saying? Um. Like I said, Eshu will reward you, but he also punishes. Okay? He does not he's not gonna reward you if, if you're not deserving of that. You understand what I'm saying? So from a Christian viewpoint who is all about divine forgiveness, you know, um, turn the other cheek, Jesus saves, um, you know, Jesus took the whipping and, and being put up on the cross, which again all of that is still debatable if any of that ever happened. You understand what I'm saying? The Christians are all about that, but in African spirituality, just like universal law, and if you look at African spirituality, African spirituality is based off a of universal law. Everything in the universe is balanced. My next upload after this one is going to be something that you all are going to see called uh, Energy Goes Both Ways. So, you guys see me making a healing doll. That, that is something that is healing to help lift somebody's frequency and raising somebody's vibration. And in the other part of the video, you're going to see me making a shit jar. And I ain't going to go and elaborate into that, but energy goes both ways. It's all about intent. In African spirituality, there's not so much. Uh, uh, there, there is There's justice. Okay, there's justice. And put it this way, you know, each soul, your soul, is, is, is judge or in comedic in, in philosophy or ancient Egyptian teachings that we are taught that the goddess Mayat weathers, uh, measures the weight of your heart against a feather. You understand? So if you're the type of person that can go through life, you know, shitting on people and doing all type of things and everything like that, and you don't feel any type of wrong with it, then, hey, guess what? You know, we have to break past a particular paradigm of thinking, Okay, so again you may read articles and, and, and go to websites where they're trying to but that again that is where the Christians went into Africa misinterpreting issues. energy. He is very balanced, he is very just. Okay, and the Europa cosmology, you know, like I said, which which is is a part of the whole universal principles, is all possibilities, good and bad, you know, and you have the opportunity to control whatever your own energy. If you fall weak and say, oh, I just, I'm just so hurt, you know, you can't just misuse this energy either. That's why a lot of people who think they're running around here practicing African spirituality and think they're doing witchcraft and voodoo and rituals and they're not having any success, you think it's that easy. You think it's that easy to just read a book and say, oh, well, I'm just going to do this. And, and, and Come on, man. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. It's almost like you have to... To surrender and submit yourself to 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 be used and 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 working have a working relationship with these deities. You have to control your own will. If you fall weak, you can't be running around here using these energies to 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 take care of every little you know little grievance that you have, every little nitpicky thing that someone has done to you. Because remember, universal law. Every action has an equal and just reaction. So remember that even when you're working with the deities, even when you're summoning the deities, whether it be for a relationship where you're calling on Oshun, whether you're trying to get pregnant and you're calling on Yimei again, whoever you're calling on, you got to break you off. He's one of the most important deities next to Abadzala. You understand what I'm saying? Um, sacrifice everything. Okay. Now, There's a uh, Yoruba story that talks about, you know, uh, Eshu and his tricolored hat, one-third red, one-third white, and one-third was blue. You know, he walked down the road, you know, between uh, two farmers, you know, and different things like that. And and one said, you know, uh, did you see him? There was a fellow that passed this way. His hat was, you know, blue and white he said no one of them said no you're wrong and he said no you're being insulting you know? and the other one saw him the other man saw him a completely different way so again it's how you interpret the energy you understand what i'm saying so his number is 3 okay uh his colors are red and black Okay, I've already told you a little bit about, you know, his offerings and different things like that. And the funny thing about him is he's also known as the magician. So anybody that has um, a one as a life path number, for example, Um, and, and once again, we could connect Ifa to the tarot because the tarot is just a, an esoteric system. See, all, everything is connected, man. That's what I love about spirituality because you will find that the deeper you go, everything kind of connects to everything else. You know, everything connects, connects to everything else. And it's just the way that different people perceive and interpret things. You understand what I'm saying? Um, you know, so that's what we're going to talk about. i got a few people on the lines, and I didn't really intend on taking any calls, but I will go ahead and just kind of, you know, see where you guys, you know, how you feeling about this information, you know, um, you know what, what interests you about African spirituality. I don't have much time, but I'll, you know, give each of you about two minutes. Please be respectful. Um, but I will say before uh, I do go to the lines, I want to say that, Again, remember that Eshu is the possessor of the divine Ashe, which is the inner energy and power that allows us to access our right brain and use its powers. He's a magician. He can make things manifest. Okay. Um, I I love Eshu. Eshu is very, very, very respected, and even when he is teaching us a lesson You know, we have to show him respect and just kinda laugh because ain't nobody he ain't mad. You might be mad, but Eshu is not mad. He's sitting back laughing at you while you mad because at the end of whatever that little situation was that you thought was stressing you out so bad, it will cause you to laugh. If you really look at it, if you don't take it so seriously. He is not a toy or a game though, although he he does have a childlike nature, being mischievous and all of that. He is not a game. He is very powerful, and he is an energy source. You've got to be very, very careful what you ask. In the book, it says here, as the old Chinese wisdom goes, to destroy your enemy, grant him his wishes. You understand what I'm saying? So you can't get greedy messing around with Eshu either. It's not a joke, okay? He is the trickster, and he can trick you. If you have a, a ill heart or a dirty heart, when you come in him to do something, he will trick you. He will, whoo, mm, you don't want to play with him. You do not want to play with him. When an individual receives issue, okay, or receive your issue, okay, um, it carries a certain responsibility. You know, every Saturday the issue must be fed. General Rum, you know, is supposed to be spat on his face. This is your ache, okay. Um, and when I say spat, I don't mean, you know, if, if you've ever seen, if you guys saw the, uh, Ogun dance I did when you saw me, uh, spit the rum on my machete, uh, that was for me to wake up Ogun. Okay. So, uh, if you are a child of Eshu, then you need to get an Eshu head. Um, he loves red palm oil too. That's another offering of his. I'm to tell you guys, you know, um, you can toast the corn, different things like that. Um, and you always ask that he open the passing doors and the roads. He is the road opener. You understand what I'm saying? You can ask him to protect, you know, protect you. And when you finish, you always have to ask him to close the door too. You don't want to open any spiritual door that you do not close behind you. Always remember that. Write that one down. That's the one you want to write down. Never open any spiritual door that you cannot close behind you. Okay? Remember that. All right, so I'm going to read this quick Yoruba prayer to you about Eshu, and we will end you know, on Eshu, you know, we'll, we will end our talk on Eshu, and I will go to the lines and just see what you all have to say. Just remember that th- that's a little bit about Eshu's role. He's very carefree, fun-loving. He don't like to be bored or tied down. He's all about justice. He's more about justice than any of the other Orisha. He's he's free-willed, you know. He's spontaneous. He's a combination between a magician and a fool in the tarot, if you really want to break it down like that, you know. Um his motto is life can be fun, rewarding, and exciting if you make the right choices. How sad that most of us were raised to think that the right choices preclude personal enjoyment and satisfaction. That's his motto. He's a messenger. The bottom line is he's a messenger between the great God humans and the other deities. And that may be his, important, his, his most important message. All right, so we're going to say this little quick prayer to Eshu, and then we're going to go to the lines. It says here, Eshu slept in the house, but the house was too small for him. Eshu slept on the veranda but the veranda was too small for him Eshu slept in a nut at last he could stretch himself Eshu walked through a ground nut farm the tuft of his hair was just visible if it had not been for his huge size he would not have been visible at all having thrown a stone yesterday he kills a bird today lying down his head hits the roof standing up he cannot look into the cooking pot Eshu turns right into wrong and wrong and to right You know That's some of the energy about Eshu Okay um, So Oh, write these down too Really, really quickly So in the Yoruba He is Eshu Elegbara Um In the phone tradition F-O-N Okay uh, He is known as Legba Okay Ebola, uh, which is also out of uh, West Africa, he is called uh, Agbara, A G B A R A, or Agbala, A G Agbala, A um, G B A L A. You know, here's a, here's another thing. You know, when you want to look at your uh, archangels, the archangel Gabriel can also be likened. Yes, the archangel Gabriel is known as the messenger of God, you know. Remember, uh, also the planet Mercury. These are different things that can be attributed to Eshu, the planet Mercury, the Archangel Gabriel, you know, the Gaber of God. In Arametic, uh, Gaber means servant. The G B R root in Hebrew lets us know that he is not only a messenger of God, but a valiant man, you know, a powerful man. You know, and and that's that's what Eshu, uh Alekbara, you know, that's what that means. It means powerful man. Um any 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 prayer, okay, um, or all prayers among any Ephi practitioner open up with an invocation to Eshu Elkbar first before proceeding with any aspect of the prayer or ritual, remember that. You know, and even Muslims kept that in the practice, you know, while they was de emphasizing and de the deity aspect of the invocation. You know. Again, Eshu is the messenger, uh, he is the keeper of Ashe uh he he the beautiful thing about it is he's associated with messenger because the close association with the word say which is S E message Egyptian okay S S with a certain particular accent on the message from Yoruba say or do Isai work seen in the word uh Iran say. Okay. Again, a very good uh writing on the connections between uh, Eshu, or excuse me, not only Eshu, but uh, uh, West Africa, Ifa, the Yoruba tradition, and um, Egypt. There's a paper, let me see if I have that paper. It's called Understanding Ashe and its Relation to Eshu Among the Yoruba and Ashe in uh, Aset in Ancient Egypt, okay? And it's by a brother named Asar M. Hotep, all right? So um, I may try to get that and make that uh, downloadable at the website for you guys to get that if I can. All right, so while we've got a few more minutes, um, I'm going to take caller um, 757, who's been on the line uh, the longest. Go ahead, talk to me. Peace. Uh, Hello, Sister Sam.
1: Greetings.
0: Greetings. I was just
1: listening, and I really enjoyed your talk. And there are uh, some things
2: I did. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, there were some things I did learn about issues. But uh-huh. um I had been doing my research on research for a while now. So a lot uh-huh. of it I already knew. But it was good listening and learning, you know. Some things I didn't
0: know. Oh, so, that's beautiful thank you thank you for listening in queen i'm so glad that um you know you got a chance to check it out and keep on doing it I mean, this this study is going to be um and thank you so much for calling in sis um All right, thank you this this study is going to be a study that is never-ending. This is a study, the sister said that she's been, you know, doing her her research on the Orishas for a while. Now, this is not something that you do for a couple months and then you know all there is to know, or even a couple of years. This is something that is a lifetime. You become a student, a lifetime student of IFA, student of African culture. Okay, area code 786, if you want to say something, go ahead, talk to me. Hey, Sister Stone, how are you? This dr Peace, Dion. How you doing, Queen? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm, I, I appreciate you because I've been waiting on something like this <laughs> for you to do. You know, you know, I've been yeah. waiting, and I put it on Facebook too. So I hope a lot of people, you know, called in and are listening in or whatever, so they can um. get in touch, you know, with some African spirituality because um, as many people as I can tell, um, you know, I'm trying to spread the word, and I thank you for the terror class. I'm, I'm, I'm reading. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> Oh, and I, I give claim. you your props, my sis I give you your uh, props, you hear me? Uh, all the props belong to so me. Be I love I'll you, I love you Thank yeah. you, I, I appreciate love you, you calling more. in I love you more I appreciate you, thank you so much you know, good one of my good sisters who who she's been with the Star family for a minute. A lot of you all have. A lot of you all. Carolina's been with us for a long time. I just appreciate everybody you know that has brought. Yeah, it's been a long time. I've been I've been putting this whole thing off with doing the African spirituality segments because I don't want I don't want everybody to get stuck. I want you to realize that it is universal. It is cosmic. We have our African culture and our African connections, but we're also galactic beings and spiritual beings and. And our African ancestors—they knew this. They looked to the heavens. They looked to the stars. They—they they had more of a of a connection at that time. All right, Area Code um five six one five six one. If you want to say something, go ahead. Peace. Ooh, somebody is snoring. They don't fell asleep. We're gonna cut them right off, y'all. Don't laugh. Bless their heart. They was trying to rock with us. Bless your heart, beloved, whoever you are. <laughs> All right. We gonna cut that snoring person off. Area code. 434, 434. Go ahead, talk to me. Four three four. Okay. Yes, they were snoring loud too, right, Carolina? Okay, four three four is probably just wanting to listen and not wanting to talk. Thank you, beloved. I couldn't get you if you were um wanting to speak. I couldn't I couldn't buzz you in. Okay, area code five one three. Area code five one three. You wanna say something? Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you.
3: Good evening, sister Stone. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. How you doing?
3: I'm doing great. This is Taisha. Um, I was um, I was calling to ask um about the crossroad when when going to um, put offerings and, and things like that. Um, where that like all the crossroads are paid. So mm. how would I go about leaving an offering so that it's not disturbed by passerby's or things like that?
0: Got you. Good question.
3: Um, Thank you.
0: One of the things that I would recommend now so is it so what is it that you drive that you don't drive and you can't get to a, a specific place that's not paved is that your issue?
3: Well, I'm I'm in Hawaii and so um I really don't do know um the entire island besides like the 10 mile radius where I mm-hmm. live so um I'm mm-hmm. sure if if I venture out into the mountains I could find, find something but in my mm-hmm. immediate mm-hmm. area everything is paved.
0: Everything is paved, got you. And then you might find some nosy people who, and if there's not, because I dealt with that when I first got here to Arizona. I dealt with that for a while, but I, I found, you know, even at the the little paved part, I found a little dirt path behind a bush, you know, that I was still able to stick it. But alternatively, if you just cannot, absolutely cannot um, leave something at the crossroads for SU, alternatively, you can leave something by like uh, outside of a door because remember he's the he's the gateway he's the the gatekeeper you know you could leave it by your gate you could leave it um, outside okay. of the the door in your apartment um one of my sister over in London you know she would have to leave it you know uh, outside on on her patio outside of her 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 window or whatever veranda you could you could leave it there alternatively the idea. Is mainly leaving it outside. You don't want to leave it inside, but you definitely want to leave it outside. Um, and you want to make sure that you have the correct offering, which is his cigar, his candy, his coconut water, or you know, his, co- his fresh raw coconut, uh, or whatever. But yeah, alternatively, you can leave it outside a door or near a gate, uh, or whatever. So that's 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 really it. If you can't just get to a place that is not paved, um, that's what I would say do. Because the four point, the four, the four Road, crossroad is is really where it's at, you know what I mean? It's really where it's at, but, again, you may not have the ability to do that. You may not be able to get out. So outside of the door or window or gate is perfect as well.
3: Okay, great. Thank you so much. And I was in You're Arizona so last year, and I have plans to go back. So it's so beautiful. Check me. So, so real. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Check me. Check me when you get here. I would. I would love to link up with you. Thank you, darling, for calling in. Sure will. Good
3: night.
0: You know, um, and that's, those are all good questions. Those are all good questions. Now let me look at what tomorrow's people in the chat room is saying. Tomorrow's people is saying. Wow. So she has been confused and duped by these Nigerian, Bob. Yes, it is sad. How can I make an issue myself, or how can it be done? Um. She says here the sad thing is, okay, you had your your illness, your issue. They don't care or not, uh huh, putting you in more harm, right? African heritage and if I know is the people that are corrupted. Absolutely. So what tomorrow's people um is talking about is is you're absolutely right. You do have a lot of brothers and sisters that will dupe, um, unsuspecting Americans Um, And not just the Nigerians now. You got a lot of these Americans who be running around here, you know, charging people all this money for initiations and whatever. They could be Hispanic. They could be European. There's some Europeans that's out here initiating people. Y'all got to be careful with that. You got to make sure that if you're going to be initiated into anything, you understand I'm saying, that. understand this, that you'll be connected to that person for life. Okay, because when you're initiated into the ephah system, for example, whoever, the, the baba of that house, they call them houses, and you're connected to these people, you understand, meaning that this person will always have access to your spiritual energy. Do you want that? This is something that you have to question. Everybody does not have to get initiated. You know, you can be a devout Uh, student and follower and practitioner in your own way, and I'm a firm believer, and my baba told me this, and he's 80-something, opposed to some of these other ones that are 50 and 60-something, and who may disagree with this, but my baba who was close to 90 said to me that the the deities choose you if they choose to work with you you don't have to go through another person but you also can't be running around there playing with fire and getting involved with things that you're you're not so it it does take for you to get under somebody and learn as much as you can no teacher knows it all because ifa like everything else in the world is evolving and you have a lot of traditionalists that do not want to see efa evolve but everything on the planet every system you understand has to evolve with the planet with the with the universal energy it's just that when man and woman get in the way and want to put constraints on things you know they hinder the the evolution of even our our particular spiritual systems you understand what I'm saying. So be careful of these people who will dupe you, who will take your money, you know, and everything. Mm. Okay, Carolina saying, um saying, mm-hmm. she says that a lot of people in the entertainment industry are getting rituals from African spiritualists for career success. But these people are not taking the religion seriously and, ex- and accepting it for selfish gain. That's right. That's right, yes, e five medicine can't hear you tomorrow's people carolina, you're absolutely right with that, because a lot of uh people in the industry, not only that, but politicians too uh politicians, people in all different type of uh, uh, uh yes, they do it for th- those are selfish reasons though, but remember, like you say it's all yes, it's always going to backfire. When you try to gain assistance for a selfish reason, now, nothing wrong with wanting to be successful and being wealthy if your heart's intention is to do a greater good with your wealth and with the abundance that you receive. You understand what I'm saying? I heard that one of those President Bushes or somebody had went and seen a a voodoo man down in New Orleans um, before he had got elected. See, you'd be surprised the type of people that come and, and talk to African spiritualists. You know, I've had some pretty lawyers and different type of people coming to me, too, but you have to be very careful. You have to, even with the people that come to you, you know, you have to get a reading, any any, Baba away or worth their weight in gold will give you a reading first before they do any type of uh, a ritual for you, sacrifice anything for you, do anything like that for you. They're going to read to make sure that this is what is actually appropriate, that this is the appropriate uh, step that you need to take. Now, you do have a lot of them, a lot of them. You understand what I'm saying? Um, Who will just do whatever they can do to get money. They'll take the celebrities' money. They'll take this one money because it's, again, You got a lot of them who are getting... Uh, maybe four-fifth-and-sixth-generation knowledge, and they say, oh, look at the American people over there or look at the Caribbean people over there or look at these Canadians over here. They're so, they're so interested in African spirituality where we could just teach them some bullshit real quick. They're not going to know any better, and we can get rich. We can charge $5,000 for an initiation, do some fake-ass, punk-ass, elaborate-looking ceremony that has no energy behind it. I've heard from people that have called me and said, Sister Stone, I've paid thousands of dollars. I've been robbed I've paid thousands of dollars to be initiated I didn't feel anything Nothing changed in my life I said well see now you got to be careful You got to be careful You first have to meditate Ask the spirits if this is even the tradition That you're supposed to be involved in it might not be for you, you might be interested in it, but it might not be for you, so you have to make sure that it's for you. I will say if there's somebody that you can trust and tomorrow's people that 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 that's very unfortunate what what happened to you, you know you know of course, natural medicine can heal you and the ways of eah and the spirituality when you when you connect with Ifa, and you connect with the African deities You're just aligning yourself with the elements of nature Because that's who they are They are personifications of nature They are, they are elements, they are different aspects of the creator They are different aspects Oshun is love And, and o- Ogun is war And 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 Eshu is the funny, the humor, the jokes, the mischief the, the ma- They are different aspects and personifications of the divine source so I, I don't know, you know. There, there's a lot of tradition, you know, that 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 I believe some of the elders will never reveal. I believe there's some of the ones that kept the true tradition are long gone now, and a lot of the ones that are right around here initiating you all, they don't. I don't think a lot of them may do it maliciously. I think that they're only working with what they have. And I would say that you need to become a student of Ifa before you even consider. Being initiated, you have to get your hand to be five. My baba told me to get my hand to be five. I got one. I need to get the other one because hand to be ain't cheap either. Your hand to be gives you the ability to uh, uh, do readings, for, interpret readings and do readings uh, for yourself and others, which I already had that skill and ability, you know, as an intuitive. But, you know, when I wanted to get deep into African spirituality, I said some of the traditional patterns, you know, I must follow. But I'm also a firm believer that every, everything evolves, and it evolves with you individually. So the way that I understand and understand, Ifa, you may not understand it that same way. It may resonate with you differently. You may be led to do something different, and by all means, follow your spirit, because as you connect with the deities and the spirits, they will work with you, and they will reveal to you what it is that you need to know and how it is that you need to practice. You know, so um sister say she doesn't want initiation, just healing, I know that's right, I know that's right. you need to work with some of the healing energies you need to work with Ochosi, you need to you know you need to get you need to get you know get yourself aligned with you know some of the herbs and and different things like that you know maybe maybe contact me and. And and we can do a healing session, you know, get get with me through the website, and we can do a healing session and, and different things like that. I'm trying to get something together um, where I do a retreat out here. For those of you all that would be interested to fly out to Arizona, I would like to do a healing retreat where we can rent like maybe a 15-passenger van. And I know I probably have an overwhelming response, but we'll only, I'll have to do it in segments because, you know, we'll rent a 15-passenger van and we'll drive out to Sedona. You know, where a lot of that beautiful uh, energy is That You guys do your research on Sedona. I took a trip out there last year around my birthday, and I was flabbergasted. I was flabbergasted. You can actually see and feel the energy, the cosmic energy. It's one of the Earth's um, uh, energy centers. Okay. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. Um, you know. Hmm. Yeah, tomorrow's people make sure you you, you you connect you connect with me, um, you know, privately outside of this and we can we can talk a little bit more uh about that. So let me just, you know, close on this notes right here. We talked about SU being uh the main uh you know, uh one that you that you need to be trying to appease. Um, there are so many more, you know, again, Orumila, which is Ifa, which is, you know, the diviner. You got the Abeji, which is the twins. And I'm going to talk to you guys um, a lot about, you know, at some point, I'm going to talk to you guys about the Abeji um, and their significance and their importance in Nigeria and why twins are so uh, revered, okay? Uh, Something very powerful. So that's another one. There's so many. There's so many. um, You know, Olorun is the ruler of the sky. You know, oh man, there's there's so many. There's so many. There's so many that we can get off into. but uh, next week, I'm going to try to do this uh, every Monday, and then on Friday you guys can get with me uh, for the free love readings and different things like that, the free love advice and relationship advice with my husband and I. Uh, something that we started doing, I wanted to bring a masculine element in. And we've been kicking it strong for a few years. We've had our ups and downs, and, um, you know, it, it's a pretty pretty, pretty fun show. But on Monday, next Monday, um, we're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to talk about... Um, we'll talk about the ancestral connection and the ancestral worship And how it's important to connect with the ancestors when dealing with African spirituality Their significance, their role, you know And then we will talk about uh, another one of the deities We will talk about, um, we may talk a little bit I may do two next week We will talk a little bit about Olodumare. Okay, we'll talk about Olodumare and Obatala. Is who we'll talk about next week. Again, Olotomari is the, the main creative force, and, you know, Abatala uh, creates the human beings. He's the father of all the Orisha. Okay, he's the deity of the white cloth, you know, um, and whatnot. So I think in um, Haitian tradition, he's called Dambala. Dambala. Um, and Dambala is represented. Dambala, when you look at like for example in the New Orleans voodoo deck, which is one of the decks I have, Dambala is represented by a snake most of the time. You got a Dambala Weido, Dambala La Flambeau, which is the flame, you know, so the red snake, the white snake. So it's it's very it's very intricate, you know, this thing we call spirituality and all roads. Do lead to evolution If we make the right choices If we keep ourselves aligned with positivity If we understand the importance Of walking a balance Even when you talk about the tree of life Okay um, Which is studied in the Kabbalah The Kabbalah tree of life You know they talk about the two pillars The pillars of mercy And the pillars of justice and what not And you know um, Walking that fine line You know in between This is why when for example, you hear me mentioning making a shit jar. You know, and a lot of people, when they see that video, they're going to be put apart. They're going to be like, oh, God, what is Sister Stone doing? Well, Sister Stone is exacting justice. And because I have, you know, been initiated by spirit to do a particular sort of work, um, there if, if there's a particular justice that needs to be called down, you know, um, those of us that serve – we got to do that, you know, sometimes, you especially when it comes up, I have a very strong connection to Yemeya and Ogun. Those are my two deities. I have my Eleke for Ogun and my Eleke for Yemeya. Yemeya is the fierce defender of children. So, yes, I had to make a shit jar on somebody who was being very abusive and um, and whatnot to a child. So, again, it's balance, and that's what Eshu represents, and Eshu got his shot. A liquor, Ogun got his shot of liquor, and Yemeya got her shot of liquor because I need to call on Ogun for the war, Yemeya, to defend the baby. And Eshu, because you can't do nothing uh, unless you go through him first. All right. So that will be the next upload. You guys can check that out. It will be called Energy Works Both Ways or Energy Goes Both Ways. All right. I appreciate it, you guys, uh, hanging out with me. you know, uh, Carolina, I love I love uh, when you come and join us. I really appreciate your energy uh, coming in. I appreciate all of you all's energy. Again, hopefully you'll join me this Friday for Free Love Reading Fridays with free love and relationship advice. And then next week, Monday, we'll be talking about ancestral worship and we'll be talking about Olodumare and Obatala. All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed the little African song that played at the beginning. If you if you kind of came in late and you need to, um, you know, kind of pull up and, 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 and figure out what we were talking about, you know, go, do that. Go ahead and check us out. Again, we're talking about Ifa, the Yoruba out of West Africa, Nigeria. We're talking about the Orisha. We are talking about the messenger deity, Eshu. And as always, I leave you guys in the peace, love, and oneness of the infinite, all right? I love you guys. Peace.